In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus says that the greatest in the kingdom of heaven are the children, are the childlike. And I think that is so beautiful. But he warns us, and he gives us a very big warning after that. And he says, whoever would cause one of these little ones to sin, it would be better for a millstone to be tied around their neck to be cast into the sea. Because Jesus says it would be better for someone to die than to allow one of these little ones to sin. Jesus goes on to say that temptations are necessary. Temptations are going to come into the world, but woe to you whom temptations come from. Woe to you if you are the one who brings temptation into the world. Jesus is serious about this because he loves his children and Jesus doesn't want to see his children lost. The very mission of Jesus is to seek and to save the lost, to seek us, to save us, to love us. I think it's important to understand what's going on in our world. And a lot of people, when they hear stuff like this, uh, they might say, oh, that's, you know, that's fake news, but it's not. You can search up, fact check me online, please do that. In Farmington Public Schools, uh, they're deeming the traditional idea of family, the traditional definition of family, which is people who are related by marriage, by birth, by adoption, two or more people, they are deeming that definition as discriminatory. That the traditional idea of the family and living in that way is really discrimination. And this is Farmington Public Schools. This is literally some of your kids are probably in these schools. And this is what's happening. And they're trying to train their teachers to teach them otherwise. To not allow this discriminatory idea of family. And we might think, well, what does this have to do with us, right? I remember in my first year of priesthood, I've always loved leading youth groups and being involved in youth groups. And in my first year as a priest, I gave a talk to, to the youth group about purity. About just what purity is and how beautiful purity is. So I asked them a question. I started my talk, and it was about 150 teenagers. I asked them a question. I said, raise your hand if you're going to save yourself for marriage. Raise your hand if you desire to save yourself for marriage. Out of 150 teenagers, half of those teenagers raised their hand. Maybe another half started laughing. And I've never yelled at anyone as a priest until that moment. Because I was so upset that something so beautiful as purity is something that's laughable now. Because that's what's happening in our world, my brothers and sisters. The very values that we've grown up with, the very values that we've been taught, the very values of our Christian faith are going into the garbage. And a lot of times we just sit and we're just quiet. I don't know if you've been seeing the Muslims in Dearborn and what they're doing, right? I mean, honestly, sometimes Muslims are much more courageous than us Catholics for standing up for their faith for living and preaching their truth. But we have our truth, and it's not just any truth, but it's the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and we're kind of just quiet. My brothers and sisters, we have to learn that in this world, what the world is trying to do is push God out, because the devil is very aware of the words of Jesus. Jesus says in Matthew, the Beatitudes, Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. 
Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. That means that the more pure I become, and not just with sexual things, the more pure my heart and my mind become, my very intention for living, for breathing, the more pure that becomes, the more I'm able to see God. The more I'm able to see Him working, the more I'm able to see Him moving, the more I'm able to see Him and hear Him speaking. That's what Jesus means when He says, Blessed are the pure of heart. If you have a pure heart, you will see me, you will hear me, you will know me. The devil's aware of that, so he wants to cast away all of these beautiful principles that we hold and believe in. Because the devil knows if we throw that away, then we cannot see God, we cannot hear God, we cannot know him. But as a priest, I'm not discouraged when I hear stories like this, honestly. I'm not. Because Jesus is king, he's our Lord and God, and at the end of the day, he's already won every single battle. So I'm not discouraged as a priest when I hear, oh, this school is teaching this, and and this is going on over here. It doesn't discourage me. Because I look out at our people, I look out at our congregation, and we have people who are living out their faith courageously. So many of you are raising families who love God, and that's an amazing thing. And so I'm not discouraged because I know as a people and even as a community, we can raise families who are on fire for Jesus. We can raise families who are in love with God. But it starts first with the marriage. 30 years ago, maybe it was okay that the mom just had faith. 30 years ago, maybe it was okay that the dad worked and golfed on Sunday sometimes, right? And that the mom took the kids to church. But today, in 2022, it's no longer good enough for just one spouse to have faith. Because there's so much that the devil is doing to attack the family, to attack marriage, and it's not good enough just for one spouse to be living out their faith. There is a beautiful thing that I heard. His name is Archbishop Olmsted. He's from Arizona. Beautiful bishop. And he wrote a beautiful kind of exhortation to men. And when he was writing this, he was speaking specifically to fathers and husbands. And he said, fathers, husbands, the devil wants to ruin your family, and he will try to get into your family by getting to you first. And when he can get to your family through the husband and father, then he can get to the rest of the house. The father has to be strong. In his faith. The father has to be great in his love for God. And as husbands and wives, we have to be teaching our children to put God first. That means that church and our faith in God comes before sports on Sundays, it comes before any type of family gathering, and it comes before any vacation. You know, we go on vacation and, and we think that, oh, I don't have to go to church. You know, we can't find a church. But Jesus doesn't go on vacation when we go on vacation. He's still there. We still need to worship him, whether we're here or in Florida or Mexico or California. Jesus still wants our worship and he wants our hearts no matter where we are. But the issue is, is we put so many things before God. Oh, you have soccer, you have basketball, you have football, we have tryouts, we have traveling that we have to do, and so we don't make time for church. Well, what are we teaching our children when we do that? 
We're teaching them that God is not important. That things come before God. God has to come first in all things. And both husband and wife have to show that to their children. And I think another important thing is to talk about Jesus in your families. Stop inviting priests to your home if you're not going to talk about Jesus. Because we're not just a centerpiece in your home. When you invite a priest to your house, you are inviting another Christ into your home. You are inviting Jesus into your home when you invite a priest into your home. And so if we're just going to sit and talk about how much this costs and how much this costs and what this priest is doing and what this church is doing, that's pointless. That is pointless. We are priests for you. We are priests for the church. We are priests of Jesus Christ. If I go a day without talking about Jesus, it's a day wasted. A day wasted. And we need to teach our families and bring into our homes the very name of Jesus. Talk about Jesus. I remember as a kid, whenever we would leave church, every Sunday we would get in the car and my dad would always ask us, what was the gospel about? What was the first reading? What did the priest say in his homily? I always got all the right answers, you know. (laughs) But I love that because that encouraged me as a kid to pay attention in Mass. That when I go to Mass, I knew that when I get in the car, my dad is going to ask me these questions and I better have the right answer. A beautiful way to just talk about Jesus, right? Some of us, so many of us pray at home, especially before bed. But we pray in Our Father and a Hail Mary, and that's great. But sometimes we're just cheap with our prayer with God. I think we could be so much deeper in our prayer. A very beautiful way is at the end of the day, pray your Our Father, pray your Hail Mary, but ask your kids, where did you see God today? Where did you see God today? The first couple times, they might not know how to answer that question. But I bet you in a week or two, they're going to come home And they're going to remember that question throughout their day. Where did I see God? And then at the end of the day, when you ask them that question, they will know where they saw him. Because you initiated that. You brought Jesus into your home. You brought Jesus into your marriage. You brought Jesus into your family. These are the families we need to raise for Christ. We can have luxury cars. We can have nice clothes, nice bodies, nice faces. But if Jesus is not the king of our 5,000 square foot house, then we are poor, we are broke, and we are empty. If we want to raise families who are on fire for Jesus, if we want to raise kids who are in love with God, it starts with your very marriage, and it starts with how you bring Jesus into your home, how you allow Jesus to be in charge, how you allow him to be in control. There's so much talk about all of these drag queens, right? These people who identify as drag queens. And my brothers and sisters, I'm not scared of them. I hope you're not either, especially in your kids' schools. Because we have a queen, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and she is our queen, and she is our mother, and we have nothing to fear. Because the only thing she is dragging is the devil to hell. When we trust, when we believe, when we know that she is this queen, that she is this mother. Let's raise our families for Christ 
And let's raise them up and lift them up. St. Paul is so clear about that today. Build up the church. Every single family is a church. Every single family is a small church. And how am I building up my church? To live for Jesus, to love Jesus, to breathe Jesus. Amen.